It's Monday, the 24th of January, 2022. Welcome to The Fast Five by Fear and Greed, where we give you the top five business stories you need to know in just five minutes. I'm Michael Thompson, and good morning, Sean Aylmer. Good morning, Michael. Good news, Sean. In a few days, regular episodes of Fear and Greed will be resuming, so that's full-length episodes every day, all the normal interviews, the Saturday show, the Sunday edition, the week ahead, all of it. Are you looking forward to it? I sure am. I had a great break. It seems like ages since we've had the full show up and running, and so much has gone on over the last four weeks or so. Forget COVID. Think of all the business news, Michael, that's happened around BHP, around the big banks, interest rates, cryptocurrencies, all sorts of things. Crazy month or so. I tell you what, it'll be a bumper few episodes while we catch up with where we left off last year. But in the meantime, Sean, let's cover today's top five stories in five minutes. Here we go. Story number one today, Sean, is all about cryptocurrencies. They have not, unlike you, enjoyed the holiday season. They certainly haven't. Bitcoin has lost around 40% of its value since November last year, including a big slump over the weekend. It's now worth about 38,000 US dollars a unit. That's its lowest level in six months. Other cryptos have also fallen hard. Ether is down. So too the meme coins. The estimated loss of value in crypto markets since November last year is around 1.2 trillion, 1.2 trillion US dollars. Why? Well, the Federal Reserve's decision to lift interest rates, which it could start doing as soon as March, hasn't been good for riskier assets. And of course, cryptos are risky assets, really risky, hence the sell-off. Mind you though, Sean, equities haven't performed much better. And that's actually story number two today, just how poorly equities are doing. True, not as bad as cryptos, but they have done poorly. Wall Street over the past five trading sessions had its worst week since the beginning of the pandemic back in March 2020. It's been hammered. Tech stocks in particular are being sold off. Take streaming giant Netflix. It fell 21% over the weekend, and that was just because it put out poor subscriber numbers. Locally, Michael, we go away for a break over Christmas. The market surges towards 7,600 points and then tumbles, including more than 2% last Friday. Last week was the worst week for the local market since October 2020. In fact, over the past month, the big Asian markets, Wall Street and Australia have fallen hard, though some of the European markets, led by the United Kingdom, have outperformed the rest. Why all this doom and gloom? Investors are worried about interest rates rising in the United States particularly, and what that means for global economic growth. Also, there's geopolitical tensions, think US, Russia, Ukraine primarily, throw in COVID numbers and disappointment that we're still in the middle of the crisis, alongside inflation pressures around the world. There's plenty of reasons to sell, Michael. Yeah, there sure is. Now, Sean, story number three today, the big Australian BHP will officially return home tomorrow with a British court expected to formalise the end of the company's dual listing structure. Yes, 96% of shareholders voted for BHP's main listing to be on the ASX. Chair Ken McKenzie said that decision will be worth around $6 billion in franking credits when the company eventually divests its petroleum division that's due in the middle of this year. Now, that's because BHP won't need to pay a frank dividend to the British company, the PLC company. That dividend will be available to local shareholders, and Mr McKenzie put that at $6 billion. Not everyone's happy with the decision to move back to Australia, though, including some fund managers. Now, remember, the big fund managers, we talk about fund managers all the time, they're the people that invest your and my superannuation money. Some fundies think the dual listing has put downward pressure on BHP's share price 
in Australia, and that's not good. It's true also. Anyway, come January 31, BHP is set to end its 20-year dual listing structure and will primarily be based in Australia. Okay, story number four today, Sean, is the COVID news. Now, we know late last week, WA Premier Mark McGowan closed his border indefinitely. Now, Europe has declared Australia a COVID danger zone. It has. The number of cases in Australia obviously remain high and there are far too many deaths, but it does seem that the hospital system so far is coping and the peak in terms of numbers seems to have passed. Yesterday, the European Union singled Australia out as a COVID hot zone with extra restrictions imposed on Australians travelling to Europe. Now, Canada and Argentina were also nominated as hotspots by the EU. Uh, The US Centers for Disease Control and Prevention issued a warning to avoid travel to Australia. That's the first time that's occurred. Now, locally, premiers are working towards getting kids back to school. Yesterday, New South Wales' Dominic Perrottet said rapid antigen tests will be distributed to more than 3,000 primary and secondary schools across the state. Seems to be the big focus at the moment. Now, Sean, I have missed you doing this, managing to cram a very big story into just one of our five stories. Story five today is all about the economy, but you have narrowed it down a little bit to interest rates in Australia. Yes. Over the past four weeks, there's been some pretty decent economic data around, none better than last week's labour force figures, which show an unemployment rate of 4.2%. Quite incredible. In fact, the lowest rate since 2008. Now, remember, the labour force and specifically wages growth are the critical factors around when local interest rates will rise. An unemployment rate of 4% or less, which is very possible in the next few months, will trigger, it has to trigger wage growth pressures. And then when wages are increasing by 3% or more, the Reserve Bank will lift interest rates. We know that because the bank has told us that. AMP Chief Economist Shane Oliver yesterday said he thinks that might be as soon as August this year. He's talking about when the Reserve Bank will first lift interest rates. That will be a big surprise to markets if it happens. Yeah, certainly will be. All right, that's it. The top five business stories in five minutes. Thank you, Sean. Thank you, Michael. It's Monday, the 24th of January, 2022. Remember, full-length episodes and interviews are all back from Thursday, so make sure you're following the podcast and join us online as well on LinkedIn, Twitter and Facebook. I'm Michael Thompson, and that was The Fast Five by Fear and Greed. Have a great day.